All right. This is the audit room on Clubhouse. I am Trent Russell, your moderator and co-host. I'm the founder of Green Skies Analytics. We are the go-to place for all things internal audit and compliance analytics. Also host the audit podcast. Um, and that's it. Tracy, I'm throw it to you. Yeah, I'm Tracy Marquardt, Europe's leading audit communication consultant, and I work with leading audit teams global around the world who want to improve their communication skills, their leadership skills, productivity, and get better results than ever before for the business. And we have our special guest today, and Andrea, I'm going to try to pronounce your last name, Andrea Matuszewski, did I get that right? Yeah. From Uniper from Uniper SE here in Germany. And Andrew and I have been working together for about three years now. We're very, very excited to have her here to talk about dynamic audit planning. So Trent, I'll, I'll hand it back to you and then you can take us where you need us to go. Yeah, I think a lot of folks had to evolve to dynamic audit planning during COVID. Um, so, but I, I still think it's something that people are struggling with. And so, Andrea, I wanted to ask you, how did COVID have an impact on your department and did that lead to the dynamic audit planning or did you already have some of that in place? So, um, of course, uh, COVID had an impact on our I think that was the case for mostly everyone. And um, we were kind of lucky because we already adapted our yearly audit planning approach before uh, COVID times. Um, but that was, we had around 35% of our capacity uh, we did not plan. So we were um, able to react a little bit more flexible on topics um, coming in during the year. And uh, we could use our audit capacity as a 35% for this. But of course, um, when COVID came, we already um, had decided that we want to even be more dynamic in our audit planning approach. So we had taken the decision, but we implemented the dynamic approach actually during COVID times. Um, and I think that was a quite good decision because COVID changed a lot of risks. Um, and uh, so we were perfectly able to react on this and um, to be more flexible when it comes to audits we had planned or we were planning them. And what, when we say dynamic audit planning, what does that mean? What are some steps that you take that are maybe different from traditional audit planning? So I think the first step we take is the usual step, like we also did um, in, in, la in the last years. So we update audit, our audit universe and then in the second step, we already changed our approach a little bit, meaning that um, during our risk assessment, we already involve our stakeholders and our audit client. We approach them with um, a structured questionnaire to better understand what are they dealing with, which risks do they see in their area of responsibility, which changes do they expect or which changes happened, and this um, relates to changes in, in, in staff, in the leadership, regulatory or political changes, IT landscape, you name it. So this is only the structured approach, but this helped us getting into talks with them, right? So 
Um, that was very helpful because it delivered a lot of insights for us. And um, what we then do is we consider that in our risk assessment and the outcome of our risk assessment is um, our audit areas, which we group into three buckets, meaning we have a mandatory audit area bucket, and this contains all these audit areas, which we have to audit due to regulatory reasons or because we allocated a very high risk to this audit area. And these are actually then the only audit topics we have on our plan for the year. And the number of audits is very limited. Everything else we decide on a regular basis throughout the year. So we have a long list of priority audit areas where we allocated a high risk score. And we have, of course, a lot of ideas on topics we might audit in these audit areas. But instead of fixing a plan for the whole year and get board approval and audit risk uh, committee approval for this fixed audit plan, we only get approval for the small number of mandatory topics. And on a quarterly basis, we then review the topics we had in mind in our um, topic storage, in our priority uh, topics. And we can decide on a quarterly basis how um, which topics we would take on the plan. And this we do based on further discussions we have with our audit clients, based on the risks and the risk development we can see. And then we take these topics, which we selected and which we then prioritized, and again, go to the board and as part of our quarterly reporting to the board, what we do anyways, we then get approval for these specific topics. So the dynamic bit is, let's say, the quarterly review and the decision on a quarterly basis which topics to audit next. Go ahead, Tracy. Does that make sense? It, it, it does. It makes, it makes total sense to me. And it, I'm, I'm so happy to, to hear your explanation because I think, you know, for many, for so long, audit has been stuck in. We do the audit plan in October and then it's set for the year and risks change. I mean, we all know risks are changing so fast these days. Um, auditing at the speed of risk is, you know, one of the buzz phrases. And when, when it's set a year in advance, there's, there's really no wiggle room. And, you know, I tie that into when I work with CAEs and I look at their quarterly reporting and the first statistic is how many audits we finished this year. And I, I think there's, you know, there's a relationship there where that's maybe not the, the most important statistic. It's or the most important KPI. It's actually looking at the risk and saying, where do we need to focus now on that rolling basis? It smells a lot like that's more agile, but we're not using the agile word. So dynamic um, in terms of being flexible and a little more proactive and reactive if necessary, Andrea? Yes, so um, we, we did consciously not use the word agile because with this word, a lot of, yeah, everybody connects some special topics with, um, with agile working, which is, which is correct. So um, we were aiming to really be more dynamic, to be more flexible. And that does not always have to be very agile in the definition of agile. But as I said, we wanted to 
be more flexible and want to wanted to have a dynamic approach to exactly do what you mentioned, Tracy, to be able to consider fast changing risks. And of course, COVID-19 was the best example. There were so many risks coming up just because people were working from home, just because traveling was not possible any longer, etc., etc. So a lot of topics when it comes to data protection and, and so on. I think a lot of companies actually had to deal with these topics and we were directly able to consider these topics going forward. So I think the change um, with COVID-19 we, um, was was tremendous, but we were very good able to deal with it and to consider that um, in in the audits uh, which were upcoming. I wanted to ask a question for uh, Tracy, Andrea, anybody in, in the the group also. What is the I guess Andrea? So how far out do you guys look? Is it is it quarterly or do you I think you said you do you plan an annual audit so to me what would make sense is I don't know looking six nine twelve months out and then being able to say look this is subject to change it's like a living document you know uh, an area of higher risk might come up and this this other area uh, so it might be higher risk in one area so we're going to move this thing up and we're going to drop this thing how far out do you guys look when you're doing that assessment So we are doing our review um, on a quarterly basis, as I mentioned. Of course, of course, once a year, we make sure that our um, audit universe is up to date. Um, we gather some general information we need to do a basic risk assessment that we do once a year, and we do it for one year. And as I mentioned, we also define topics which are mandatory. I mean, there are some, some regulations we have to adhere to, which say you have to do an audit in this audit area once a year. Of course, this we have to consider and we do, but everything else is actually decided on a quarterly basis. So every three months we sit down in the leadership uh, team, we discuss the risks, we discussed the input we received um, throughout the last three months from our audit clients. So there is a lot of communication with the audit client. And um, we summarize all this and come to, um, yeah, to an ass assessment or to an update of our assessment. And finally, based on that, we decide which topics we will audit throughout the next three months. Gotcha. And how is that? helped with the relationship with management doing that quarterly touch piece? Oh, um, I think it has helped tremendously. Um, the audit client feels much more involved into what we are doing. Um, in the past, it, some some of the audit clients had, had the, experience, um, the impression that we are deciding on our own, that we it was not very transparent how we come to a decision, how we evaluate the risks. And now that we have the, the regular talks with them, they have the impression that we actually consider what they are talking about, that we consider what they are struggling with, that we consider the risks they see themselves, and we have a discussion with them so that we can also explain to them how we see the risks. Which risks do we see? Why do we think an, an audit is needed um, in a certain audit area, in an area of their responsibility? And um, nowadays, it's also 
they they approach us themselves to ask for help to ask for advice and to ask for an audit even because they identify risks they are much more uh, sensible sensitive when it comes to risks and this gives them also the chance to involve themselves and um, we got a lot of positive feedback on our dynamic audit approach um, maybe also because we can now acknowledge that risks might also reduce so in case there is no high risk um, related to a certain process audit area or something like that we do not have to perform the audit just because we promised to the audit and risk committee at the beginning of the year that we will perform an audit in that audit area right so i think our credibility increased as well and of course for us it's very i mean very useful as well as we have much more insights and we are much closer to the business Can I jump in, Trent? Yeah, I, think, I think that's um, a beautiful thing because, you know, because we work together, I'm all about building relationships, building trust with the business and to have that gap uh, close over time because you are meeting with them more regularly. I think it can only help uh, the business and the audit results going forward. I have, um, I, wor I worked with one client and the, the head of audit basically got to see the board of uh, directors like twice a year. And I just think that's really not enough to be able to talk to your stakeholders to say, what are the risks that you face? So I think that's brilliant, Andrea. Trent? I was curious for those that aren't in dynamic audit planning, would that be maybe the one thing that if they don't have it already, would that be the, the piece that they should implement as the quarterly touch point with management if they don't already have that? What would be the the biggest thing that they could do to implement that would make the biggest difference? So you mean for those who are not yet in dynamic audit planning trend? Right. So for those that are doing traditional, I guess what we're referring to now is traditional audit planning. What could, what would be the thing from dynamic audit planning that they could take away and go, that's what we need to do. That's the most important piece. I think honestly, I think there are, there are different important things. First of all, you get much more insights and and um, information from from your business, from your audit client, which gives you more credibility and and um, yeah, more insights. And second thing is um, that you're actually able to manage or to to deal with with the risks and with what the business is actually up for what they have concerns with. So you can add much more value to the company as a whole, I would say. And um, that I think is, is the key. So audit should add value to a company, right? We shouldn't be the teachers or whatever. We want to be trusted advisors. And I think um, implementing a dynamic approach is a very good step into that direction. I totally support that. And I would, I just remember working with a client who thought that there would be pushback if they wanted to meet their, you know, kind of risk stakeholders 
more than once a year. Did you face any pushback when you started implementing this, you know, even pre-COVID? Did, did, was there any resistance from your stakeholders to have to sit down with you like multiple times a year or was it an easy process, Andrea? No, of course, that was not an easy process. Um, everybody's very busy, especially um, the leadership is very busy. And then COVID came and they were even more busy. But um, in the end, I think, um, yeah, you have to uh, use all your communication skills you have as an auditor. You have to convince them. You have to ask the right questions. You have to listen carefully and take away what they said. And you have to be curious and they have to see the value, right? So um, you have to support them in identifying risks themselves. So I think um, the structure we gave, gave it in a, in a first step, the structure to ask them which projects are ongoing what, where do you see the risks? Do you have some concerns? What's going on in your area of responsibility? I think that was a good door opener to then continue the discussion. And that was um, quite successful for us. But uh, I'm sure uh, also my colleagues were struggling in a first step with uh, getting the attention. But um, if you really are engaged, and you listen to think you can be successful. So it sounds like the stakeholders are a big fan of this and it's helped build relationships. What's been the impact on your, your audit team? Do they enjoy this approach more? Has it brought about more work? What, what do you think the, their thoughts are, are? I think they see the value, which uh, the value at they can bring and they also see a change of behavior on the audit client side but i mean to be honest of course it also has an impact on the, on them they themselves have to be much more flexible there is no such plan for the whole year any longer therefore also the team does not know what comes next until shortly before the next assignment and of course this creates some uncertainty and, and they can cannot plan as they are used to. But um, this is, I mean, they notice also the increase of credibility and the fact that audit clients approach themselves, ask for advice. And um, this helps them during their daily work as well because they're perceived differently and they're more seen as people really adding value to the business. So it's a challenge. It's also a challenge for us as a leadership team, because um, of course we have to find the time to talk to our audit clients on a regular basis. We have to uh, organize our teams much more often. So we meet on a, a bi-weekly basis to do the audit staffing actually, because a lot of things change every day. and that adds more work, yes, but I think it's definitely worth it. Can I um, jump in with a question? Would you say, Andrea, that this has maybe stretched or en enabled the team to develop their communication skills and 
um, maybe get, you know, really clear on risks that maybe they didn't have to think about as much in the past? I would say they, they understood that our, our goal is to really add value. And this is what they are trying to improve as well for themselves, right? This is also the expectation from the business and they feel that. So um, we had um, also with your support, Tracy, thanks for that. We had a couple of co um, communication trainings and um, that was very helpful because I think in general, communication is key uh, when you want to build up deeper relationships and um, it's, there is a lot of focus on how we communicate and how we can really add value. And part of this, of course, is often the way how you phrase something, how you communicate something, but also if you can actually listen and take away what you heard and create something out of that, right? So I think um, the team actually improved based on, on this more dynamic approach, actually. That's super. Music to my ears. I, I don't want to. I don't want you, Andrea, to give away Tracy's uh, secret sauce. But is there a, a takeaway from the training that Tracy gave that you could speak to that you saw uh, improvement in? Yeah. So it's 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 a bit funny to see. So we had the um, TDF course, uh, for example, also uh, from Tracy, and um, there is a lot of uh, talk about this. I mean. Um, colleagues are analyzing, of course, they, we all analyzed ourselves, but they're analyzing the audit client and I can hear comments like, oh, this one is a FDT, we have to do this <laughs> and that. So they're actually using that on a daily basis, of course, and it, and it's really fun. It's, it's fun, they have the tools at hand now and um, it helps them to approach the others and to put themselves in the shoes of the audit client even better um, by using techniques like this. So it's really fun to see. That's fantastic too. Thank you for that. Yeah, I think it speaks to Tracy's uh, training ability. I know a lot of folks, myself included, have attended a training and then walked away and gone, okay, I'll do that. And then never really implement it um, to the extent to where you're going to get the real value of it. So touche uh, to Tracy. I want to switch it up just a little bit from soft skills to tech skills, being in analytics, Andrea, um, I've got to ask what, what role does analytics or does it play a role in any of your planning or even your, your audit execution work? Yeah, of course. I mean, data analytics plays an increasing role when conducting audits, but also when it comes to audit quality governance and steering. And that also includes uh, the audit planning topic, um, of course. So just to give an example, when it comes to the quality topics and the planning, we are currently using uh, Power BI to analyze um, our, our data and present, for example, the progress during the year to our board. Um, we're analyzing other KPIs um, regarding our audit work using uh, Power BI as a data analytics tool. Um, so that's really helpful. And of course, it's uh, very efficient because um, you can kind of like standardize a lot of things. And also the board perceives this as a plus, I think, because the reports 
look the same. They are able to compare last quarter to this quarter and they can see on one slide uh, or on one page what the progress is, which progress did we make. And um, it's, it's very important for us. It helps us a lot. And it also gives us a lot of insights into our, our own work. So it tells us where we ourselves can improve to deliver even higher quality, let's say, when it comes to our audits. So data analytics is, of course, very, very important, not only when conducting audits, when analyzing samples or something like that, but also uh, from my point of view, when it comes to audit quality and audit internal data analytics. And what I like about that is with analytics, a lot of times it's tough, not necessarily to get the data, but to get the right data and to get all the data. And the thing about reporting our status or whatever it is, whatever the audit committee wants to, to know or understand or whatever story we want, we want to tell them, we own that data. It's ours, you know, it's, it's our audit plan, maybe in a visualization or, or whatever it is, but it's our data. So it makes it a little easier to be able to do that. Um, I think that that's it for me. I will uh, kind of close this out. And then Tracy, if you want to, to do the same, I'll throw it to you. Uh, Andrea, thank you very much. It was very enlightening. I appreciate the fact that this wasn't an agile conversation. It was a dynamic audit conversation. Uh, this is the audit room on Clubhouse. We are live every Tuesday at 11 Central Standard Time. That's 11 Chicago time. I am your moderator, Trent Russell, founder of Green Skies Analytics and host of the audit podcast. Tracy, I'll throw it to you. Thanks, Trent. So Europe's leading audit communication consultant. And listen, I've got some news that I'd like to share with everyone. Tomorrow, there's a teaser going up on LinkedIn about what's coming up. Wednesday is the big launch of my next webinar. And I'll let you guys know, since you're here, I am taking on the challenge of how to write short audit reports. <laughs> So that's an interesting topic that um, many of us have been talking about on LinkedIn for months and months and months. And that'll actually be on July 29th at uh, 12 noon in New York and 6 p.m. here in Germany. And uh, spread the word, and I hope y'all can join me then. And I would like to say thank you so much, Andrea. And uh, do you want to say any final words before we go, Andrea? Oh, you're muted. So that was more or less it. And thank you for uh, the opportunity to elaborate a little bit on dynamic audit planning. I am really, um, yeah, I really like uh, the approach and I really see the value behind. So it was nice to have the chance. And uh, yeah, thank you for inviting me. Andrea, thank you again very Thanks, much. Andrea. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Thank you. All right, Trent, then we will close it.